Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. Just trying to make a living. Just, I don't know, doing the best that I can. The Bing. best that you can. Bing! Okay. <laughs> like a rhinestone Why cowboy. is that song significant? Because that was the song that my friend, who is our guest today, today, <laughs> who drove all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, yeah, to hang out with us, yes. my friend, Mixed Mona Von Holler yes, sung she... to me during the sissy photo shoot, and it and I just poorly. remember that I sang it poorly. I just remember that <laughs> being one of the most happiest times. Oh, that was in the my best. life because Gorak was like brushing your chest oh hair up, and you were like just living. Colin was living. He was out. You were channeling just pure joy. You know what I mean. But you, you know what when you channel. When you channel that character, something yeah. switches, and you switch, and it's amazing to watch. I love it. I do it, too, so I feel it, but like to witness it from somebody else, like a different point of view, is so it's I so have good. always had a weird attraction to good-looking pastors. <laughs> Jesse Tuplanis. I wonder how, how like, many times like, he jerked to like I To Jim Jones. Do you watch Jesse Duplantis. Do you watch Jim Jones yeah. and Masturbate? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only the Powers All Booth. The serial killers. Only All the, the Powers Booth killers. version yes. of that. Yeah, the Powers Booth. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. I saw your video about Powers Booth the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. He's oh, <gasps> so hot. Patrick yeah. Swayze. Here we go. Oh, Patrick yeah, Swayze in The Outsiders in those black t-shirts. Mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm, mm. Yum, yum, yum. Yum. Different time. <laughs> Different time. Hi, Mona. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I just zoomed right up here because I can't wait to, you know, talk trash. And <laughs> are we talking you know, trash? We can. We, we can. We can. We can. I'm I don't always, know anyone. I'm always talking trash. <laughs> I don't know anyone that yeah. are in the. We'll sissy pull up the list for you. Six. Oh, I'm but not going to talk trash about them. I want to know. Did y'all get an apology after the uh, original? Um, well, wait. Now we're in ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right. So Mona and I are doing this thing in Nashville called Sissy Nashville. Hi, Vag. Um, big sis, big sis. <laughs> yeah. Do we know who Big Sis is? No, Big Sis. I don't, <gasps> I, don't know. Know. I don't know who Big Sis is. She's a mystery. She's on her emails though. I'm into it. She's in my inbox. Anyways, anyways, Sissy Nashville. This competition 
It's a three weekend, three week competition, yeah, but they give series. you, yeah, they give you a couple of weeks to work on your number. And um, she got first. Nay. <laughs> and I got second. Yeah. But we knew that, you know, one of us was going to be first and one of us was going to be second. You That's know. what we said going into it. Me and you are going to get first and second. We don't know which one's going to do it, but me and you are placing first and yeah. second. We manifested it. That's the plan every week. I saw the vision board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, I wanted to like come in there with a bang. I really wanted to showcase something that they weren't going to expect from me because everybody always expects me to go pretty burlesque classic and i was like nah i got something else i want to show you i have to say a friend of mine named cairo yeah i love them oh oh such a huge gorgeous fan. I'm such a fan. yes i saw uh her perform at the halloween sissy i mm-hmm. think oh so good that's where i met uh replica oh. too Anyways. she recommended that i apply and i was like oh, okay i'll come home i'll come home and do yeah. this and um yeah i picked and got applied but i had also heard too that um afab queens mm-hmm. generally don't do well in nashville so i feel like i had a little bit of something to prove yeah same there as just a king a and just a, you know everybody should experience colin yes yes at some point in their oh, life for sure i was they so should. happy when i found out that you were going to be in it with me because as you were saying with being a a fab queen <gasps> we're in a bunch of I shows was a little together. nervous to go in you know but since you're there, you're like the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> I'm Colin's mistress, and I'm into it. Nice. <laughs> I almost that feel like awesome. I'm your little puppy dog, though, because I, I follow you around. But because like, I am so socially awkward when I'm into it. Um, my little sub. <laughs> we should yeah. do a photo shoot like that. Colin oh on his knees in a leash, <gasps> and me as the dom. Oh, oh it has to be in the preacher outfit, though. It yes, has it has yes. to be. It Absolutely. Yeah, with the with the one hundred percent the thing. Your yeah, podium. Yeah. Oh my God! Yes. Okay. <laughs> so I was excited you were in it. Told you, genius at marketing right now. We are. We're pretty clever, you know. Yes. Uh, we're two old biddies. <laughs> That's the other thing in this competition is like. Well, it's all very young you, kids. <laughs> Not kids. They're just young people. Most no. of them. <laughs> it's there sad are, you have to preface that. I call everyone kids. Entertainers in this room. Yeah. Because you've done more than just drag. Oh, I, w- I came out of the womb performing on <laughs> the stage yeah. in the spotlight, ready to go five, six, seven, eight. So, yeah. But you did know. that come natural to you or were you. Um, I started dancing pushed at like in, three. into that. Well, no, I wasn't pushed into it. I needed some kind of release because I was a maniac as a child. And my mom put me in ballet, tap, and jazz immediately when I was three years old. It does wonders for my granddaughter. That's so, the, yeah. I mean, yeah, and it that's taught me discipline. Kind of norm. Uh, are you yeah. in Sevier County? No, I was in Nashville. And Nashville. I was really lucky because I had a great teacher until I was about like 12, Miss Kathy. And she was just like, 
really consistent and stable and wonderful and such a good like teacher did you always live in nashville yeah i was born and raised there <laughs> lexi von simmons at the comedy in her comedy routine said nobody was from nashville and i was like bitch i was born on nolensville pike <laughs> like I, I am was, from here. I was born in General Hospital in 1971. Yeah. That is, yeah, you know, I'm from Antioch. I'm from Antioch yeah. too. That's where it's. They call where it Brentioch now. Where at? Well, but my parents actually lived out in Arrington back then, which is further past. That's why you guys bond so hard. You don't even realize it, but you're. So my granny lived there. over there off of Antioch Pike, Elysian Fields. Yeah. Back there in that little neighborhood, mm-hmm. that's where I basically grew up. I grew up kind of over like in the Glencliff area. Okay. Yeah. Did you go to Glencliff? Mm-mm. No, because then we moved over to Brentwood. We oh. moving on up <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah. So you went to, did you go to like Brentwood High School? and? Not in high school. I went to um, like Brentwood Middle Schools and then... We moved. My mom remarried. Because I just remember, you and know. And I went to Gatlinburg Pittman up in East Tennessee here. Okay. Yeah. So that was when I came up here. It was in high school and went to Gatlinburg. So Ugh. the Antioch was the farmers and Overton was the tea sippers. Yeah. I really, I mean, Brentwood was just. The rich kids. Yeah. Just the yeah. rich kids. Yep. I was friends with a lot yeah. of kids from all of those. And then we were in Franklin mostly. So I was zoned to okay, go to Centennial. Still? Rich, yeah, and then Hermitage. Over there, Hermitage. we lived in an apartment complex in Franklin, though. <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> That's the thing. Like you can yeah. anything you hear about Franklin anymore. It's either one of them pastors over there, or that woman that got killed in the car crash, <gasps> the plane crash with the big the, blonde hair. Yes. yes. Oh, Have you I can't remember that? her name, but um, I can't either. Have you watched watch. that it's documentary? We're too stony baloney. No. Oh, the way down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, woman. the way oh, down yeah. woman. Yes. Yeah. Ugh, now I gotta look it up. That but, church um, is in Brentwood. Yeah. Um. Yeah, she was wild. Our, they left everything. People just to have the too church. much money. Too. So the church. I think her daughter took over. Studious. Whoever is the whatever. You know, it's so it's so wild how like those cults, those make so much evangelical money. cults come up like that. Yeah, yeah, and make money. Like it's so you gotta much tax money. the rich churches. Th- those mega churches. Oh, I think once you get over like five hundred people, you gotta start taxing those people. You know, at the very <laughs> least, make them um, legit show where audit they them. put the money back into the community. Yeah, they'd be taxed. Well, what happened at here in Knoxville? Thirty percent of what they draw in should go back, not just to the community they're in, yeah. because the wealthy. Right. They asked Church 300 churches need it. here in Knoxville. Yeah, only three. And only three. To open their doors for, yeah, uh, yeah during the cold snap and oh, uh, as it. warming summers. Now, empty yeah. churches and people mm-hmm. dying on the streets. Oh, it makes me so mad. It makes me so mad. And as like a person who's not a Christian, it just blows your mind that people can be so mm-hmm. uncaring in the name of Jesus. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, it's insane to me, and they have the gall to say that I'm a devil worshiper because I'm a witch. Like, no, right? No, no, there's no devil in the ground. So, it's wild. You know, it's just. Sad. Is that what you practice? Yeah, yeah. always have my whole mm. life. I have never, uh, like, prescribed to religion. I think my mom and my dad both were kind of 
religiously exhausted by the time they had kids. I have so. a little bit of religious trauma. So yeah, my mom grew up that reflects in my so, like, performance. There is a lot of religious like b- backstory in my world, but never for me personally. Like I knew very early, like uh, uh-uh. um, that's what I was going to ask. Are you considered being. the wild one? Are you um, the wild weed? Yeah, kind <laughs> of. I can't. Yeah, I kind of am, but like my personality is such a dual. Because I'm the wild one, but I'm also the most responsible one. Because <laughs> I have my shit, like, together. You know, like, I work all the time, and I'm very specific. I don't drink. I'm not, like, I only do the large drugs. Right, yeah. You know, right. natural cannabis. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just, I think I was wild growing up. And I've kind of calmed down. Burlesque and drag is really the wildest thing I do. And I don't really see that as super wild. Really Some people wild. think it's like, oh, you're such an exhibitionist. And it's like, I'm the most boring cornflake person in bed. <laughs> Unless you want me to twirl tassels. Like, I got you. I got you. That's I'm only an that. exhibitionist where it matters. Yeah. But I, I do. Mean, I, but get wild. I do like to entertain. Yes. And I think that's what m- was most important about Sissy is, am I going to be entertaining? Yes. Is this mm-hmm. something that somebody wants to pay for to see? Yeah. I mean, mm. when they say talent, I wanted to show something I knew nobody else was going to do. Because I knew that there were going to be somebody that did modern dance. dance. <laughs> somebody was going to sing. Somebody was going to do comedy. I saw your Instagram. I'm pretty sure nobody was going to do that. I didn't think anybody was going to (laughs) grind their pussy on fire. You might have to bleep that. (laughs) No, we don't have to bleep anything. I had the hardest time. Yours was great. I think what a great talent. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I just, I thought that I was going to sing. And then I was like, "Mm, I don't know. Would this be funny? Yeah, and I did it yes, for it would uh, be funny. for a couple of people. Just like <laughs> bounced it off of them, and they're like, "Yes, please, please do this." Even though it's white people humor, sold it. So. White people humor. Yeah, Caucasian. is that what they <laughs> said? You yeah. know, the last time I looked, pussy came in all colors. Yes, yeah, and the good Lord loves all pussy yes you know yeah yes she does yes she does (laughs) yes she does (laughs) yes that's why she created that yes did they really say white people humor yes (laughs) oh yeah in the review after yeah they called i mean i'm a scorpio i just you know i forgive you for what you've done but i don't forget I always say I don't forgive and forget. I remember and resent. (laughs) I let go of things in my own special way. Yeah, with revenge. No, usually with spells and ritual. (laughs) Dark magic. I need to get into that witchy, that witchy shit. Yeah. You are in that witchy shit. I mean, you on stage channeling your character is that witchy shit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. You know, I feel it's the same fun. way. It's all those years of playing, you know, being alone and playing dress up in your yeah. in your room and doing different characters and stuff that it's all that just letting out, honestly. Yeah. Your inner child. Yeah. It's time. 
I hope yeah, my mom not is, listening to the trauma going on around you. Yeah, you know. I hope my mom is happy that I've been able to put all of those dance lessons she paid for to good use. <laughs> right? Because yeah. I have. Yeah, <laughs> I would I be. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if it's the good use she wanted me to use it for, but you know, I have used that ability a lot. I have uh, my daughter's graduation robe from Sevier County, and then I looked in her hat, and it has her patch, her drama patch. I forgot that she was drama her club drama president. <laughs> she just got the patch for the jacket, and she's like, I think I just, she goes, that's hysterical. Let's put it on a black sweatshirt. I said, let's do it. So we're going to apply that soon. I don't know why randomly I just felt like bringing her up. My child, oh, your child, my child, but yeah. I don't, anyway, I think that burlesque and drag are excellent forms of self-expression, and I especially love campy drag, like it's supposed to be. And I've said <laughs> we've all said this before, but I think this um, generation of new drag coming in all they've ever seen is rupaul's drag race yeah so they don't know the history of drag yeah they don't know that unless they want to you know yeah. some do mm-hmm. but a lot don't it's the same with burlesque you know like new performers anytime a new performer asks me about coming into burlesque i'm always like you need to look to the people before you go research some legends you know mm-hmm. start with dixie evans and jenny lee and then move out from there like you got to remember where you came from to see where you're going same yeah. with drag yeah you know, they can take classes at reputable. That's why I love academies, and that's <laughs> what's great about Salome is they still, um, they still teach the history of it. Yeah, they teach theory yeah. as well as movement. I would love to know more history and, of drag. You know, especially different forms of with drag kings and everything. I think it's such an important history to remember because people think it's just this new thing that just came around a few years ago and it's like, no, drag has been here forever. Gay people have been here forever. Trans people have been here forever. Like you're just seeing more of them. It's so hard to understand about that. You're just seeing us more now. That's the thing. They don't realize you're connected with an instance of people who are not often like you or whatever it's just i don't know but i don't understand why everybody's gotta lose their shit about it It makes no sense whatsoever to me oh it's just the last grasp of the evangelical fear mongering i feel like you know it's just the well we went through this in the 80s as well though i I mean it was a pain in the ass yeah you know so that's what sucks is it's like on guys it was just 40 years ago we did this right they had the 80s satanic panic you know i mean i graduated 83 i am old before all the comedy shows now i'm walking out to prince's 1999 (laughs) and i'm gonna try to channel him to come and haunt me yeah but yeah i'm changing the lyrics up so it's 2004 party over amount of time (laughs) so (laughs) i'm gonna party like i'm turning 59 (laughs) it's just legit what i'm turning this year (laughs) so (laughs) it's just every time there'll be a new lyric though but uh (laughs) i digress (laughs) 
Wow. Um, <laughs> you have a book that uh, I got for Christmas. I do have a little part. You, do, you got a, a little, little book. Uh, you got a little book. Oh. It is the most beautiful book. <laughs> and it's, my husband asked me what I wanted for Christmas. I said, I would like to have this, please. Aww. And he went and spent way too much money for it. It's my prized possession right? Christmas it present is. this year. I'm so glad you love <laughs> it's it. so silly. It was like a three-year-long but you um, project that what was your role in behind the scenes so i got to curate the collection that we photographed and i got to interview dolly for the book um i narrated the audiobook with her and yeah it was really exciting i mean i've kind of grown up right up underneath her and played in all these clothes and Kind of, you know, I got, I grew up. Wait, out of hold on. Are you telling me that you're related to Dolly Parton? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Everybody wait. Stop, in wait, Sevier stop. County is related to Dolly <laughs> Parton. Everybody is related to Are Dolly Parton. Sure? She's everybody's Aunt Dolly. No, yes. The rumors, County. the rumors are true. What did you, I mean, and oh, yeah, I cannot imagine. Like, I don't want to be famous at all. I cannot Me imagine neither. being related to probably the one of the most famous people on earth. Yeah. Um, um, the most cherished person, you know, ever. Anyway. There's a lot of feelings there. When, I mean, you know, automatically you were judged... Well, I by mean, who you were related to? You talking about for sissy? Mm-hmm. Oh well, yeah. see, this is the thing you got to remember. Like I've been living this life my whole life, so yeah. I'm kind of used to that at this right. point. Yeah. So I'm ready for people if they know that about me to already have like a preconceived notion of who I am, what I'm gonna do, how I'm gonna act, whatever. That's fine. I have no care in the world about what people think about me that's their thing not yeah. mine <laughs> you know I'm old enough now to like be able to go past that and also I'm not ashamed of it so if people want to rope me yeah, into that I'm very yeah. proud of that I'm not like boastful about it because it is precious to me like my bond with her is not a famous icon thing like I'm bonded to her as a human the person she is off camera like she is such a sacred person to me in my life as a human and like sometimes people forget the humanity of her because she is such a huge figure but like she is such a special person to me she's just personally. like the sweetest aunt in the she whole is. world she is the sweetest you know, but she's yeah. also um tough you know she expects a lot she works really hard and kind of expects that too I work for her so like she you know doesn't let me just stay there because I want to like I have to show that I'm doing the work you know <laughs> I wouldn't have yeah. continued on if I hadn't been able to do it so I'm really like lucky that she has allowed me space to grow and find a place within her company where I can excel and in the costumes was just kind of an obvious choice because I've been making clothes and playing in costumes and doing this my entire life so i'm so into this yes <laughs> it's fun oh. it's fun it's got a lot of pressure to it though you know because it is the best job in the world but also when you're dealing with slivers of history 
thousands of pieces of it and you have to keep track of it that's a lot of pressure it's so much you know so like there is an amount of like stress involved with it but i love what i do and i'm very grateful i had a dolly parton barbie doll and and she had the clothes and oh i wish i had that barbie doll again because a lot of the clothes are in the did you have the the one with the little jeans and the coat of many colors jacket yeah um i love those she had some too in the 80s that were a little bit bigger that i had when i was little because i was born in 86 so it's like i the little the first dolls and then the second generation i want to bring dolly dolls back i think they should do it again grief rebecca i could be your mona i could be your mom And have not brought shame to the family. That's okay. Like I could have been graduated I'm, high school. I am thirty seven. Practically college. With a fourteen year old son. You know, just a baby. Just you a baby. Are a baby. Both of you are babies. But we're not the babies of this sissy show. No. There's so many people like twenty one, twenty two. Oh, I know. I'm the it oldest. It blows there. my mind. It blows my mind. I love that me and you. The oldest in the group, we got first and, and second. It thrills me that, like, you know. Again, I mean, there's a certain kind of when you've been performing for so long, and you've been performing a lot longer than I have. Yeah. And then uh, AFAB. Yeah, kings you just. And queens. I don't know. Do you guys label yourselves? I hate AFAB. It makes my skin crawl to be called that because I'm a non binary person. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a drag like, artist. Yeah, I'm a and drag when it, performer. When it really just perf- yeah, because Colin comes down to it. does both. If I, if I, I, I have to identify like, myself in my art by my genitalia, I prefer to call myself a femme queen or a cunt queen. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like if you're going to make me talk about my genitals when I have to classify my art, then you were going to call it a cunt queen. Like, get over yourselves. Uh, and I also hilarious. like to refer to, you know, other AMAB, male, mm-hmm. male-born yeah, yeah. queens as AMAB. Because if we're going to quantify one, why not mm-hmm. quantify both? Oh, agree. Yeah. So it just, it's so annoying. I think... I don't ever know what the right sad. term is. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's okay. I mean, like, I'm just going to start saying performer yeah. for whatever we're doing. Because I don't, you know... I don't want to come I mean, off as offensive. I want you to book me. <clears throat> yeah. Yes. But I'm not going to I'm not going to put myself in a box for you. Well, I feel do you think you check a box? I am excited. I you know, I always no, am nervous just, that I they're just, just going to automatically send you home just because I just want to perform prejudice. in places that want me. Yeah. I don't want to be anywhere where they're not celebrating me and my art. You yeah. know, and I learned that the hard way in burlesque. I stayed in burlesque for so long and nobody gave a shit unless I came to Knoxville. <laughs> but in that Nashville, like so nobody crazy. gave a shit about me. And it was like all of this personal drama that kept me from being able to perform. And coming into drag, I've been celebrated for the first time in a long time. And that is like brand new feelings for me. <laughs> so it's like been exhilarating to have somebody say like I see you and you're doing great we like it you know and like to be celebrated that's where I want to go whether it's a drag show a burlesque show whatever it is if they want me there I don't want to be in any shows where they're like we don't want her why would I even force myself into that well the first time I ever saw you and the girl crush started which is weird and awkward but (laughs) you were doing ghoul school and it was um your uh, Martians oh, number. Yeah. 
Why is my brain not going? Anyway, Mars who attacks. cares? Yeah, Mars attacks. I wasn't even going to say that way. If you wanted to do the number, nobody would know. You know what? <laughs> Are you going to release this before Sissy? Mm-mm. Round two? Come out after? Mm-mm. Is it coming out before we perform? It would be out the Monday after. Oh, okay. Yeah, the very I was going to do Mars attacks. Okay. For sissy round two. Yeah, but you're doing. Something but I'm gonna different. do something different. I'm not Very gonna tell cool. you. Yet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. Since but I mean, you got a third thing. What's the third challenge? I think it's just your best drag. Oh. Like, tradish, right? They haven't said. Maybe they haven't said, but. Yeah. So, but yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. Me too. Doesn't matter. It we doesn't matter. We were talking about we're what we we're gonna do at sissy. Yeah. Oh. That's right. Well. But we're not and trying we to, to reveal that. We've been jumping all over, though, and I love it. I'm so ADD. It's this way is listening is sometimes a nightmare, but I'm down. I'm I into it. it. The coffin fit. Not oh. my hilarious damn joke. <laughs> Go back. Right. <laughs> I'm just Say kidding. <laughs> no. So I've just recently <laughs> read a Reddit article, and it was... Somebody had taken some woman's picture from Instagram, turned it into, turned it through an AI and made a porn of her. And it looks, you know, like she's like, it looks realistic. That happened to her too. They're talking about it at the White House. As they should. Yeah. Apparently, like, and like the hands are good and everything. Which oh, is like, like she said, it's so scary, yeah. realistic, mm-hmm. and like, and her thing, like, is this what a woman has to go through now? And it's not just a woman; anybody, anybody, anybody. you could put anybody's face on yeah. anything. Well, what they do is the fact that you your body type matches out of however many people, and then all they have to do is layer. You and then your markings. Yeah. On well, it's going to get all my tattoos on a AI thing. Are well, they? it's just see, Weird. they probably wouldn't be able to, but right. if they've scanned your photos that you have public Oof. and they store you in a file, I mean, you know, where apparently all TikTok, that's all like, of that, that's all of our data is kept. So yeah. I'm sure there's have a, a replica about you. it somewhere. That has, you know, already like told you oh, the story yeah, about Netflix series how this came to be. That. Can't remember the name. Um, of it. But that's some scary ass shit that they can just. Yeah. That's why you can't believe anything. Oh. You can't believe yes. anything you see. Deep fakes have been a thing for a while, but yeah. you know, it's us weirdo so, conspiracy so people are like, "Wow, you I know. know, we all knew this was going to happen." <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's crazy if it happens though before we win sissy I just i'm just gonna be really pissed there's an ai porn of me i just hope i'm really hot yeah right like, don't <laughs> fuck me over i better look good okay don't yes. fuck it up don't fuck it up <laughs> yeah do a little That's, age regression yeah for yeah me. yeah like take away like the things i don't like that'd be great make me into a real porn star baby well, heck, somewhere out there is floating around a non-consensual porn of me out oh, there. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I just keep thinking that's one step closer to the Illuminati. Yeah. But they do not come and knock, and they're like, bitch, you are too old. <laughs> hey, I have an OnlyFans. <laughs> I am an exhibitionist, I guess. <laughs> so, 
But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I got one website to take Thank it down. Mine. I got that hundred dollars a month. <laughs> I have a <laughs> that I make on you it. You know, I still I have a Fat Life account. But yeah, I'm not going to take those things down. Yeah, that's that was my life so many years ago. I wish I could find my old MySpace. Oh, me that too. That was when I became a performer. I remember finding world famous Bob and Dirty Martini on MySpace <laughs> and being like, these are the weirdos I want to be. And now, like, <laughs> I'm in world famous Bob's house and she's my drag mom I just now. Think and it's just blows so beautiful. I mean, she that's is. that is what my fantasy has always been to look like. And, you know, one day when I, I get my shit together. Her. Maybe. Bob is just one of those people that has lived their life completely unapologetically and like their outlook is so real and joyful, but also real because it's not you can't sustain joyfulness all the time, you know, like toxic positivity. But, you know, even when Bob's going through it, there's still that like joyful heart that she has. And I just love her so much. You don't have to dwell I mean, you can have terrible shit happen to you, but not have to be terrible about it. Yeah. You know? Well, just saying. That's right. Anyway. Gosh. What is in that, man? (laughs) (laughs) That is some strong CBD. Wow. Right? I just want to put on music and Not. They are engineering the CBD. It's funny, you're so not the first person nowadays. to tell me that today. Because I know that it is like wow, but it's I feel like Keanu Reeves in the movie Parenthood. Like, <laughs> whoa, <laughs> the wheeze, I wheezed. Oh my goodness! I love y'all so much. I'm having so much fun. I wish Knoxville was closer <laughs> so we could hang out more. Me too. I have to go to Nashville more. And do more comedy over there, but I'm. Just I like just hate that. driving it. <laughs> I know. I do. It's awful. It, I'm already anxious. Knoxville's terrible too, though. How do y'all drive they, here? I I go one of three places. <laughs> That's true. That's how I am in Nashville. <laughs> Honestly, I was so happy that Sissy was at Eastside Bowl because I was like, oh, that's that's home ground. Like, yeah. that's so close. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I can get a shepherd's pie, go home and eat. And I did, too. After Sissy, I was sitting on my couch in full makeup. I had taken my... R- please remind me next time to order food. I will. I will. When I go <laughs> get mine, I'll get you one. I'll get you. Oh, like before you perform? Yeah. I think that has been, yeah. like, since I've... <laughs> I started doing burlesque at like 23, 22. Yeah. And, you know, you're all willy nilly back then. But now I've been doing burlesque for 15 years and I'm like, okay, I want to have a good lunch. I want to make sure I take care of this. Make sure I have a dinner when I come home Mm because things have to be together or I get sad. I get sad. Yeah. Well, it helps your blood sugar to sustain and it does help to eat a few hours before. Yeah. You know. Like having my favorite meal waiting on me when I get home makes me so happy cuz it's not like no man or woman's there waiting on me. So <laughs> no cute they them, just the cats and the dogs <laughs> and my dinner in the microwave. My fa- what is your favorite like when you get home from a show kind of meal? Oh, like 
Thai food noodles, like uh, potsu. Mm, yeah. I see, yeah. yeah. But that shepherd's pie at the East Side Bowl is another top five favorite <laughs> thing that I like to eat. It's comfort food. <laughs> or like Chinese food. You know, something like comfort foodish, kind of macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted those truffle fries the other night at Canvas, but oh, they didn't man. have them. Bummer. Now you got me hungry for I was going to say, <laughs> Stony Baloney talking about snacks. <laughs> Always snacks. Huh. That's you can't think. What's else on your list? Oh, my gosh. So my brain is well, fried. It's so weird but because it's just kind of happened all in a row because I asked for, I would put down Dragon uh, Burlesque. I asked about Curly curating behind the scenes oh what we are get off a tangent one? though yeah, <laughs> what are your goals okay. this year sissy six girl behind, behind the scenes because we're not too far from that which we talked about can't be drag influences and we were talking about barbie dolls so and you want to bring dolly back that make you happy cute uh, you want to go back to behind the scenes yeah yeah okay what do you want to know so you want to bring back dolly dolls? I would love to. I think that would be so cute to do dolly dolls again. Do you think Mattel would be interested in that? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That would be fun. I th- Barbie was so successful with the movie and everything. Oh, my God. If you put Barbie and dolly together. Poof, it'd be right. Like Instant money. <laughs> would it, um, Literally. Okay. But, you know, I don't know right now because, like, she's doing that cake mix Duncan Hines thing. Like, she's about to take over the freezer food section. So really? All it was of the fashion stuff that Kroger. I want to do, they're going to put off to the I side. I almost bought some. Yeah. Some of the cake mix because it's on clearance. It's good. Like, yeah. The little biscuit mix is not bad. Would she okay you to do a line if you said, Dolly, this is the plan. Look at this. Whatever. For oh. her... Oh yeah, or whatever. that's how the behind the scenes happened. Was I started um, doing the digital database of her archive, and I was like, "We got to make a book about this." Like, there is so much stuff. <laughs> that you? <laughs> well, the question I wanted to ask before it leaves my head: Which one is your absolute favorite costume? Yes. In the book. In the book. Oh. That's tough. Because there's so many favorites. Right? For different reasons, too. You know? Like, the first one that comes to mind is not even, like, a well-known costume. It was the, like, bus driver outfit from a music video she did called Faith. Mm-hmm. And it was also a costume that she wore in this movie recently she did. For, it was called Christmas on the Square. Yeah, like but anyways, Lifetime or whatever. Maybe. Yeah, and yeah. she's like a race car driver, and it's got like all these little patches, and my friend made them, and we customized all the little names so that they would be like God brands, you know? Like, <laughs> I, I forget. It was like, ugh, I, I can't remember what the names were, but it was so clever, and like we spent so much time making that costume like perfect and sweet. So I love that one. But... There are a set of sisters, what we call sisters in there, that are from, like, the late 70s, early 80s, and it's usually what the drag queens replicate, the yellow, Mm -hmm. you know, with the beads all the way down, but there's a purple one. 
because she has many colors of them. But there's a lavender purple one that is one of my very favorites in the whole collection because I just love that's my favorite color, of course. But I love that shape too with all that long beaded fringe. It's just perfect. So um, but also pretty. her Mackie from Cher Show mm. with it's like black sequin. Um, rhinestone ostrich feathered long gown yes oh, it's just divine up close especially all the beading so pretty yeah i have a lot of favorites i can never pick just one i wouldn't think you'd be able to no i mean you'd have to have categories and then yeah. other favorites of categories because yeah there would have to be okay her country wear Yes. yes, I mean, album and covers, just movies. Yes, of course. My favorite movie is her wardrobe from the best little whorehouse in Texas. Yeah, you know, that's where Mix Mona comes from. Her character was Miss Mona Stangley in that one. So my mother loves some Dolly for everybody loves Dolly. Everybody, yeah. know, that's the thing sure. about working with her and being related to her, like. <coughs> She is so beloved. I can't imagine like being related to a famous person that people hate. <laughs> like that would suck <laughs> well, so bad. It's wild. Like, oh, you're related to Kid <laughs> Rock. Sorry. <laughs> Where there were a lot of people who didn't like Dolly for a little while, and Dude, it was it was people. wild, right? I, it was actually I think before you were born, though. I'm sorry. It's the people on TikTok. The ones that kill me that say that Dolly is a clone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> she, I want to just murder or that, I can't say that. Hold I on. I love stop. the one. I can't that say <laughs> that. That's back up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I wanted to unalive anyone. No. That is not. <laughs> but I just. Uh, I always try to angry. figure out the why of people and how. What would cause you to think? that this gracious woman <laughs> is a clone or a robot um or a lizard person uh, yeah that too i think the funny oh. ones too are like saying that she looks like a regular soccer mom that you couldn't clock on the street in her daytime look and i'm like no <laughs> no <laughs> you don't understand she's dolly all the time like that's who she is she's not putting on a character like that's not drag that's who she is. Yeah. But of course, when she's like Showtime, got to have bigger hair, bigger costumes, like that's her drag. But she really is like, you know, a blonde babe, you know, with a great body running around in tight clothes and going to Sonic and getting some like cheddar peppers. That's who she is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope to be, you know, blonde and bitching at that age, too. Like she's, she's such an inspiration. Friends, I have. I'm, I've been a hairstylist forever and ever and ever. Yeah. So it's well, just I wonder like how long my just basic time. How long it takes to get ready? Well, she doesn't have to do her hair because it's already ready. She just opens it in a cabinet, so that cuts down mm -hmm. on the getting ready time for mm -hmm. her. But um, like face, I don't know. I think she does her face pretty quick. She's one of those people that's ready before everybody else. Like, she's, she's ready to go. She does not want to be late. You better not show up late 15 minutes early or you're late. Like, mm. get on it. Get going. I like that. Oh, she is We are not, big Dolly Parton capitalists her here. Bit cardinal rule. Don't make her wait. 
I was late for work one time with her, and I got like demoted for a few years. Oh wow! <laughs> I a did few years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I I wasn't her assistant for a while. Well, she's it took a, a perfectionist. Few years. She yeah. passed me off onto somebody else, which she was right to. I was a young kid. I was just starting, you know, coming back to Nashville from East Tennessee, and she was giving me a chance, and I didn't give a shit about it. So she made me give a shit though, because after that happened, then I was like, oh. I do not want to bring shame upon my family. <laughs> so, you know, to come back and work for her for real when I came back from L.A. Mm-hmm. was really important because I had kind of showed my ass prior to that. So how long did you live out in L.A.? Uh, it was like two and a half years. I started in San Francisco, moved up to Eureka, um, moved back down to L.A., divorced my ex-wife and came back home. So, all with a baby. We brought a baby out there that was a year old. So, but I mean, San Francisco was the best place I could have gone to do burlesque because there were shows almost every night of the week. I got to perform all the time and I met people that were creative and incredible. And, you know, I am still really good friends with a lot of people that I was friends with then. So, I'm grateful because I'm from Nashville and I came back. And I'm just glad that I had that time not to live there, you know. Was it scary? Yeah. Yes, especially <laughs> with a infant baby, you know, and like L.A. is so expensive. That was what brought me back was I was just like, I don't want to have to struggle so hard just to scrape by. I want my kid to actually like have a swing set. <laughs> yeah you know like it just it made sense to just come back and be real and now he's 14 and he's doing so good mm-hmm. and like you know if I want to go back out there it's gonna be there eventually so maybe I will one day I could see myself moving back to like Santa Cruz or something so you did did California quite a bit I do I like to go up there I haven't gone there a lot since the pandemic Mm-hmm. Only like twice. So I want to go back. <laughs> well, groovy. Sounds <clears throat> awesome. Sorry, I just had complete like brain. <laughs> you dissociate completely. I, I did. Because okay. I was just like, I've never been to California. Not since I was a baby. My parents are, f- my dad's from California. Yeah. Sacramento. And that was the dream. Uh, when we were in high school yeah was to move out to LA and become actors and you know live the dream yeah right Me and too. uh the real I was always hit. yeah I was always really just too scared yeah. to go do that and that all comes down to you know how famous do you want to be yeah. yeah I was lucky my ex-wife when we got married we had a little nest egg you know, from our wedding gifts. So we had a, a couple thousand dollars that we were like, okay, we can make this happen. And so I feel like I never would have gone by myself because I was too scared, especially with a baby. But yeah. like Josie, she had the tenacity to go and say like, no, we can do this together. Like, let's go do this. And we went out there for our honeymoon and found an apartment that had like a flex space where we could have a studio up front and I was teaching burlesque classes, and she was doing kung fu lessons, and we were making it work, 
you know, like we paid the rent for a little while, but it was hard. It was really so you hard. didn't go out there to specifically do that. I you went out there know. specifically to do burlesque. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to teach, you know, during the day and perform at night. And it seemed like everywhere in the country, I could have gone to New York, but I didn't, I've never wanted to live in New York ever. And like the, it seemed like New York and Las Vegas, LA or San Francisco were like the places I could go and actually maybe make a living doing it. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just do this. But it's hard. There's no money in burlesque. Like, my lifestyle's not accustomed to the rate <laughs> of burlesque performances. <laughs> I like finer things. Right? Ugh. That's what I, I find I don't have that data money. You know? <clears throat> That's what I find with comedy, for sure. It's yeah. It's very do. difficult to make a living at. Yeah. Kudos um, to the ones that do. But yeah, but they've got, you know, the ones that do usually have management agents and somebody behind them. You know, you can't scrape it by alone anymore. Like the industry has really changed. It's hard. Oh, yeah. You got to get representation or you're pretty much And the fucked. following. You yeah. have to have a huge Oh, yeah. You got to get Instagram a big following or you won't get representation because they yes. don't want to take on anybody that Correct. has less than 100K, you know, yeah. which is exhausting. You're like, okay. Right. The rat race of it all. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be no, famous. No. I just want to no. do entertainment. Like, I want to be entertaining and do my art enough and be able to get by. You know, like, I have no desire to be famous. I see how isolating it is. What sucks is just to be booked regularly. Yeah. So you almost have to be insta-famous to be booked regularly <laughs> to just make a mediocre living at what you might love to do. So I don't know. I, dig, I definitely have always dug cosplay and then this putting it together and the creativeness of it. I enjoy burns. Yeah. You know, and then helping Colin Butte with their visions is a lot of fun. Yep. There's my designer. I love it. Right here. Hey, yeah. House of Butte. That's right. Yes. You got to have your creative directors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I get, bounce I get ideas. by with a little help from my friends. Same. You know? I get by with a little help from my drag fam. My friends, my real fam, you know, anybody to conceptualize like the perfect act or something. It feels like sometimes you need somebody to bounce your ideas off of. So if you're like completely in the K-hole of creating something, you're like, does this make sense? We used to have rehearsals every week uh, with Salome. And I really miss that because you don't have that much yeah. anymore now. Like there's no place where you can go. Hey, I've got this like idea. Yeah, I need you to help me with it. You know, and they can tell you, you might think it's the greatest number in the world, yeah. but I just need somebody to go ask me the question why. I think you know, that's things. what, like, in Nashville, the Nash Burley girls are doing. I think they meet once a week and kind of workshop through stuff like that. I think that's cool. I'm a lone yeah. wolf creator. I don't like to... I don't know. I use a lot of different, like, friends and family, drag family. But as far as, like, local performers, 
I'm just not really close to a lot of people anymore. Is it hard to be close to people because of your lineage? <laughs> <laughs> my my blood lineage or my burlesque lineage? Both, maybe. I mean, yes. because you... Probably both, yeah. You try to start something or, you know... Yeah, the burlesque, like, my burlesque story is filled with a lot of, like, sadness and hurt because of how the, my first burlesque troupe kind of dissolved that I was in. Like, it just broke my heart when all of that happened because it was so hateful and gross and awful, you know? And so I think my family, too, coming in, I think people had some kind of idea about me already. So I don't know. I don't know. But I will say, skipping over into a new character and starting to claim drag has been the breath of fresh air I needed. Yeah. Fabulous. Yes. Well, I was also thinking, because you are a mother as well, that yeah. maybe it was a little more difficult to... Oh, yeah. Because there probably weren't as many moms in the scene as well at the same time, or maybe there were. I don't know. There were. Um some there were some other mothers that had young kids too or had had kids and were older and you know their kids were older now so there was a little bit of that but for me when you have a small kid it's hard to like hustle your burlesque art right you know like mm -hmm. you're taking care of a, a little kid like you got a babysitter mm -hmm. to go to rehearsals mm -hmm. you got to get a babysitter to go get the show done like it's exhausting. So I feel like now, because he's 15 almost, I'm having a little bit more time to focus on what I want right. to do instead. Because he doesn't need me as much, which yeah. is sad. But also, you know, I don't want him to need me forever. That's not good. Well, now <laughs> is the time that he's yeah. probably, I need some independence and some space. And I'm giving it to him. I'm working mm -hmm. on Mona, which is good. I have something to distract me exciting. from the empty nest syndrome. Who is a mixed Mona Von Holler? A bad bitch from up in the mountains. <laughs> a little hillbilly glamour puss. <laughs> yeah. Hillbilly she, glamour I like puss. That. Yeah. Yeah, she's a little half cat. What is this? Rocky Top? Yeah. It's on Rocky Top. <laughs> half bear. Another half, half cat. cat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I forgot what the mountain cat was in Rocky Top. That's one of our songs. I should have called to. that one Little Pigeon. Took a dump <laughs> on his head and flew to Rocky Top. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? We can't talk about that. I don't think that's information that can be known, is it? <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love Rocky Top? No, you I know. know. <laughs> You're right. I take it back. <laughs> I don't know, just some of the performances. Mm. Oh, did they record it already and release it? Or are they going to no. wait till the end? I didn't get to see the numbers. I didn't either. Really? And how was that decision for you to make? Because you got the golden horseshoe. Yeah, it was gaggy, <laughs> as they say, <laughs> you know. I was excited when I first, when, when they called my name first, there's a video and I like was really overwhelmed and I took the horseshoe and then I like did a little trot around the <laughs> stage because I'm a dumbass and was like being kooky. But then towards the end, when she got on the phone and was like, oh, there's a twist. I was like, I, I don't want this anymore. 
<laughs> like Colin, you take it. I'll give you first. I want to be second. You know, so I didn't see the axe. I had cat. I had caught a couple of them. I had been able to hear them, so I had kind of understood what everybody had done. Um, I knew that some of the singing performances weren't really on pitch, but. I also got out there and realized that you couldn't hear on the stage. So mm -hmm. I kind of understood that when I got on stage. But, you know, I didn't really know what a lot of people did. I was just kind of judging on the looks and on my criteria at the time just was I liked what Lucy did. You know, it was out of the box. It was different. It wasn't like a regular talent. And also, I felt like there were a couple of performers that didn't make it through that didn't kind of push. They just kind of were there, and I didn't, you know, I want to compete against people that are really in it to fight and right. win it. What did Lucy do? She wrapped a, a Dr. Seuss book. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, she had some sound problems, and so you and couldn't she, really hear her very she well. She was dressed as Cat in the Hat, so yeah. she was cute. But I liked her look. She was cute. She was consistently very And they got moved on. Backstage. So they're yeah. one of the top eight. Yeah, but it was, I did not like having to make that decision. Because you know me, I like to be friendly with everybody. I'm one of those people backstage that's helping you get zipped up or whatever. Like, I am not so here to be So they made gross. you pick? Yeah. Ugh. It sucked. You know, and then I felt bad because I was like, maybe, maybe I should have picked somebody of, you know, somebody else. And like, picked one of the Latina gals. Or picked another king, had Trey there. You know, I should have made sure everybody was represented. You know, you go back and think of all of those well, things. Well, we all but know in the moment, it was just there. like a blur. <laughs> it was a blur. It would have been on. <laughs> and I had smoked big fat reefer joy before that. So it was a blur. It was a blur. But I'm excited. Again. <laughs> that was so funny talking about Sissy. <laughs> So I'm excited. <laughs> Round two is going to be a blast, a, a riot. I'm very excited. Are you going to get to come? Yeah, I'm coming. This go around? Yeah, Ooh. I mean, it's not snowing or anything now, so. <laughs> it was wild at how icy it was here, though. It was, yeah, it's crazy. I am grateful for my co-host's husband who redid our plumbing this year, earlier this year, because I really think that helped us. A lot because he did the outdoor plumbing, hard knocks plumbing. You know, I'm doing a yep. little. He's a hard not paid advertisement. <laughs> he is. He's a good one. He is good dude. <laughs> <laughs> I am just a spoiled, rotten princess. Honestly, yeah. That's fine. That's yeah. good. Yeah, like, what's wrong with yeah. that? Like, enjoy that. She said that yeah. like something bad. And, yeah, that was a bad thing. I Very mean, cute. I, uh, I worked hard to get where I am. I hope that that can <laughs> Very be my future hard. one day. A lot I, of jobs. I want somebody to take after me. <laughs> See, she started out with that WAP. She's still got that WAP, though. Weak-ass yeah. padillas. Padillas. <laughs> oh. I love it. I love it. Your knees are gone. <laughs> so... What is, um, what's next? What's the future? Oh my God. February is so busy for me. I'm doing two. I'm talking like long-term goals, baby. Oh God. 
said, I'm just looking at next month, trying to get through the next yeah. day. What's going on in February? It's a Tons short month, and you got a lot of shows. I know. we got both yeah. of the sissies, and then I'm doing two, like, uh, benefit shows in Nashville, and then I'm coming up here to do Fatty's show. I'm very excited about that. Super duper excited about that. My long term goals are to keep improving on what I'm doing. You know, just keep getting better, um, hone my makeup skills. You know, just I want to keep uh, moving. You yeah. know, I want to keep dancing and not stop. <laughs> you know. I don't really, um, this past year was such a like push, push, push year that this year I'm kind of like, okay, can we breathe for a minute? <laughs> Cause like people, we're going to do another book at work, um, of dollies in the, the coffee table thing is going to be a trilogy. Mm. And the last one is, uh, they've already announced it. It's yeah, uh, star of the cool. show, my life on the road. So it's going to be all about her tours and like the album and then the tours that went after it. And so we'll be talking to like musicians and people that she worked with and people that were there, you know, on tour with her bus drivers and that kind of thing. That's so, so cool. But yeah, they're like wanting to get started on the thing. And I'm like, <laughs> can we just take like a month or two? Because, you know. Did you think this would be your life? No, not really. I mean, in a strange way, kind of, yes. In the back of my mind, I knew that I was going to keep and take care of my family in some way. But at the same time, I always had these other like personal goals and aspirations with my art or, you know, in fashion and design and wanting to perform and you know, be in the industry in some way. So it all kind of just congealed together and it made sense at one point. You know, when I had my son, I was like wanting to have stability. And mm -hmm. so, you know, Dolly offered that. And I'm super grateful because now, you know, I really do have a place that I feel like I'm valued. I'm good at it. I'm, you know, really excited for what the future holds we're about to open the museum at dollywood this year mm. that's super exciting and she too. apparently has bought a hotel downtown nashville so i'm sure i'll be involved in that in some way so yeah oh my god just kind of like that, i'm so I excited love that. for you <laughs> i do like these big dolly projects but like my little art projects in between are just as important to me you know like yes. if i didn't have those moments to be myself I think I would kind of crumble under the shadow of what she does, you know, because like I don't want to be famous. Just having like, you know, my shows and the little things I do is satisfying and gratifying enough for my spirit. Like I just want to be able to do my little thing and go home and eat my shepherd pie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I have no desire to be like that big and famous, but to be able to support her in that path feels good you know because it is like taking care of her and being able to kind of like nurture that family spirit because you know I think that's why she's been so successful is because she's had people around her that really cared about her you know kind of like the Amy Winehouse thing she didn't have anybody to give a shit yeah that's that we lost her, you mm -hmm. know well I, one thing I think with country artists in general this I know. I feel like Meemaw on here. Hey, y'all. 
You know, I'm in my Meemaw era. You know, I'm back, directing my future. Back in the day with country artists, though, like you take Loretta Lynn, and then even today, Alabama with their fanfares. Have you got their, to meet Loretta Lynn? I did get to meet Loretta Lynn. <laughs> oh, she's one of my yeah. absolute favorites. Sorry. She was Sorry, really, just, really sweet. Just sweet genuine look you in the eyeball remember your name kind of person yes these yeah. so is Emmy Lou Harris she is a golden she's come to the bijou person most country music people stars were have always just been kind of accessible to their public mm-hmm. so therefore the public has allowed them to be human mm-hmm. because it wasn't hey there's this big you know, Elvis Presley shield type situation. Now, Dolly, just the longevity of years, and especially since Dollywood and word getting out about all the cool things that she does for, you know, for I feel a long like she's a part she of everybody's of like little family. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you are aware of her, then you're definitely like, you know, she's your Aunt Dolly. Especially with the books now. Because yes. now yes. all these little kids know of her. Yes. And so it just keeps living on, you know. And it's like, I think that's another reason why I picked Lucy Screws for Sissy. I think reading books in drag is very important. Yes. And, and political right now. And I respect that in a performer. Because that's what Mixed Mona is about as well. Is a statement, a political statement. Or a feminist statement. Or a misandrist statement. <laughs> like, just getting on stage and being who I am is... a you know, a front to a lot of things. So that's awesome. Yeah. When I first moved to Sevier County in 04, I was a transplant up there. And first of all, in order to get your Tennessee driver's license, I don't know if y'all know this or not, but if you come from another state, they make you, you know, you have to say, name three Dolly Parton songs. No. And Elvis. Mm Mm-hmm. No, they don't really make you do that. Okay. <laughs> I was, you had me hook, line, and fucking sinker. I was like, are you serious? That's severe, Indoctrination. I love it. In Sevier County, though, like just from with the PTA and doing stuff like that, everything is Dolly Central. And, yeah. of course, Dollywood being there. But she didn't have you to You know, I got fired from Dollywood. Did you? Who would you do? You want to talk about that story? It's yeah, never let's been publicly it. talked yeah. about before. If you want Why to. Not? I think it's awesome <laughs> yes. because I got fired from a Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's so. funny. <laughs> uh, so same time period, 04, 05, I was working at Dollywood. I graduated high school and I was singing in the family Kim Folk show in like the open air theater in the middle of the park. And it was cute. It was fun. I was singing with like my senior uncles, great uncles, and some like second cousins. So I was like the only one in their 20s. They were all in their like <laughs> 60s and 70s. So it was a lot. You know, I was a little 18 year old kid that wanted to just like party. <laughs> but I was doing this thing, singing in the show. And the second season I was in it, they brought on like a bluegrass band to go play the same our same theater but after us in the afternoons but that meant we had to share a dressing room with that band and they had a girl singer who was the same age as me and she did not like me but I liked her at first at first I was like she's cool I want to learn how to play mandolin maybe she'll give me lessons like she's cool maybe we'll be buddies but no she did not like me from the minute go I don't know what it was maybe it's because I'm cute but (laughs) Uh, we had drama all season long and then like 
there was a thing that happened in the dressing room. She fucked with my makeup box and fucked with some of my costumes. And I called her and left her a voicemail and was like, bitch, (laughs) if you got a fucking problem with me, take it up with me to my face. (laughs) And I hung up the phone. And she took that voicemail to HR at Hollywood. And they fired me, like, on the spot. They brought me in and perp walked me to the dressing room to get my stuff. And then perp walked me off the park. And I got, that's how I got fired from Dollywood in 2005. (laughs) (laughs) And me and Dolly never spoke of it. Ever. Until very recently. We just kind of, in passing, had a little giggle about it. (laughs) Backstage at, like, some show we were doing. Because she would have done the same thing. I don't know. Maybe not the C word. I don't know what she was aware of. I'm sure she knew all about it from the people that are up there that do Mm -hmm. it. But we never spoke about it. So I don't know. But now, you know, I work with Dollywood. I curate the museum. And so, you know, we work in tandem a lot. But it's all different people. So it's not like, you Uh, know. She doesn't work there anymore. Who? Dolly? (laughs) No. the (laughs) The girl. That you oh. sent the voicemail oh, to? Oh, that girl. Okay, what's funny is that she still lives up there, and apparently she was working in the, um, what's that show? Oh, the Hatfield and McCoy show. Oh, my Apparently gosh. she's like a redneck in that show now or something. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel. I'm still cuter than her, whatever it is. Oh, wow. I feel like I know who you're talking about. We'll say her name off off camera yeah i'm gonna leave it at that yeah but yeah no hard feelings with dollywood i don't care it's fine we work together we're cool now they have a different ceo he don't care yeah nobody (laughs) he's cool he's cool we like him (laughs) yeah uh they yeah i mean they're great at dollywood my son worked for dollywood in the leather department i mean it's a it, it has brought tennessee and east tennessee huge you know economy you know dollars it it really has made Sevierville what it is well they do yeah they do a lot for the community and people Mm -hmm. that work with them and a lot of people work there you know a lot of stuff works because of that isn't that the way it's supposed to be yeah yeah well yeah should but anyway I'm not saying company towns I'm just saying you're supposed to yes yeah. Keep saying, be yeah. a Dolly Parton capitalist. <laughs> They're not all capitalism's horrifying. Oh know? my gosh, I know. I get so annoyed when people are like Dolly for president, and I'm like, you know, I think she does more as a private citizen than she could ever do yeah, as president. Want like, to do leave that. her alone. Tie hands so much, but yeah. Oh, the worst, the worst. Mm-hmm. Anyway, leave Dolly alone. Yeah, she don't want to be right. president anyway. I thought it was funny in the in the live about Sissy, they said that Dolly Parton was in the audience. And I was like, no, she wasn't. But like 15 of her family members <laughs> were there because my family showed up. Like all of my cousins were there and they brought friends and boyfriends and husbands. That's like, so cool. And it was funny, too, because they thought you brought a whole bunch of people. But I think my fans know that you're mine, and so they like. Oh, and they thought that because well, honestly, I think we there just cross promoted there. I know for me, and that was a surprise. I was not expecting anybody oh, well, to come. Oh, yeah, but Boomer I think we just cross promote okay. enough in our social media and stuff, and like we've posted enough stuff together that I think the people that showed up with me 
new. I think and I had told all my family too. Pat and I brought too. it. And then I mean. everybody that showed up from Knoxville were definitely voting for both of you. Yeah. I'm sure. Well, and I had told all of my family that was coming. I was like, me and Colin Boutte are the ones. We're first and second. <laughs> and so I know that they were all, you know, that's 15 partons for you right there. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Hell yeah. I thought it you. was just because I was artistic. Well, it was. <laughs> but I think it's because we're both artistic. We got good fans. Yeah. I think you gained a whole bunch of fans that night in definitely. what you did. So you I definitely did. They weren't bring a fan before, time. they were a fan bring after. It, it really increased the uh, number of applications to my King show coming up. Cute. With uh, Jarvis Hammer from Dragula. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. First big like production that I'm doing. Where's it going to be? At the concourse. <gasps> Ooh. I know April 18th. That's yes. fun. That's Very such a great exciting. venue. Oh man, y'all are so lucky. That's a great venue, and they like local art. So mm-hmm. lucky. Jay yeah. and Joe are just mm-hmm. the See, best. They understand the importance of performance. That's art. the problem right now with local venues in Nashville. Is they're really not enjoying booking local acts like ours. You know. They're it's all got too about touristy the though. People want to see. Yeah, like, they're all about the bands. They can get in there. Yeah. All the like mid-sized venues, you know, like Eastside Bowl is doing good to like support local acts, but still, it's like really hard to get on their calendar. So, but it sucks. I remember when like a lot of the local venues would support mm-hmm. like indie acts, and oh. I have a hard time believing that there's only one, you know, gay club in Nashville. No. I mean, gay club, like, the, play really is the only gay club, but then you have Tribe, Five Points Diner, Lipstick, Canvas, like... That put on shows regularly? Yeah. Yeah. Because they all do... I would say play is the biggest, and Tribe are the biggest ones, but, like... Is that, like, the pinnacle of drag, if you're if you're at play? Maybe. I don't know. I don't care to... In Nashville? I don't know. Have, maybe Have you learned some. a lot... Uh, not really about the, not really about the drag community because I really haven't like infused myself into it much. I've done a couple of like local drag shows. Uh, Veronica Electronica has given me some bookings at her drag, uh, bingo and brunch, which I love. Like she's such a sweet person and is very much into the community and letting new performers have a chance. But like other than that, I haven't really had much opportunity unless I've produced a show myself. Or my friends did. That's what you what gotta I have to do. do. <laughs> yeah. I'm an AFAB drag queen. Of course I'm going to produce my own show so yeah. I can perform. Yes. <laughs> I'm an AFAB drag queen. <laughs> yes. oh. Yeah. Whatever. I just hate that term. I, I do just... too. Some of us are really good. And I think we're threatening. To some. Bing, bang, boom. I do. Bing. I, I feel like... I feel like people well, are that's comfortable they and don't, complacent. That a lot don't want to admit. What they, the thing they don't want to admit is that some. it's no different than screaming about transgender people being in sports. I mean, mm. I almost think that it's transphobic to not want AFAB performers in drag because if a trans woman is a real woman, then you're, I mean, it just, the math ain't mathin'. So if you're going to be inclusive of everybody, you have to be inclusive of everybody. Right. And like, I think 
everybody deserves an equal chance but when you get into local scenes like drag and burlesque like it's just not a fair scene you just have to know the right people and bring in the right crowd and and play the game and some people are better at it than others i know it's all entertainment it's scenes. It's all about who There's you know. There's only so many spots on the stages yep. and so many stages to perform. And so if you have a lot of performers that do the same thing in one area, it's going to be tough to be different unless you are outstanding. And lucky for us, Colin, we are outstanding. Y'all are outstanding. <laughs> it's true. You guys are definitely. Um, I just think we're interesting not with what other watch. people are doing. And you just bring your creativity to the stage, and you don't care, and you're not trying to get laid by anybody that's out in the audience. <laughs> I am. Well, okay, <laughs> you may be. But, I mean, you can take chances when you don't have to, when you're not worried, do I look X, Y, Z, what's going on, Yeah. what is this, how... I'm definitely doing it from a different perspective than a lot of performers that are young, new to the game, and want to, like, really dominate the scene. I'm not doing it for that. I don't want to do that. I literally can only perform a couple of times a month. And the rest of my life, I have to dedicate to my job and right. my kid. <laughs> you right. know? That's, so it's like, I'm not a threat yeah. to your bookings. I really just want to perform a couple times a month. I'm a hobbyist, but I bring a professionalist attitude to it because, you know, I care. Yeah. There you go. So It's no, the most I, expensive fucking hobby I've ever had. It's, know that. They are so oh expensive, my God. Tell me about it. I spend way too much money on burlesque and drag. I mean... Hello, I have a storage unit full of costumes and wigs and shoes and props and bullshit and nonsense that I've been collecting for 15 years. The Space Witch. This episode of Gavin Girl Time is sponsored by the Space Witch. She's going to come and help me do my <laughs> storage unit. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> so if you get if you go to her website, tell her Mona sent you. So maybe she'll give me a little discount next time. I'm hoping she gives me a discount for giving you. Yeah her name she's wonderful i love her i do have so many costumes and stuff like i want to do a sale you know and just kind of like let people that are performers come in because i just can't donate to goodwill right my no. costumes that would be the worst it would place be wasteful it. you know i'd rather mm-hmm. have them go to people that actually will use care for and like put to good use i just can't throw anything away i can't either Especially yeah, if it was a significant moment. Shit. Yeah, shit ton of stuff. Yeah. And then I'm the ADD's going again. I want to start a new hobby. Yeah. And that is making, getting rid of some of these jackets and t-shirts that I have. And like putting the t-shirts on the back of them and embellishing them and selling them. Mm. As part of our vintage vice Cute. deal. Um, but do I have time for another hobby? No. What am I... You know, what the fuck am I doing to myself? I just want to rhinestone everything. Rhinestone everything. Giant rhinestone pussies everywhere. I saw the cover of my book, Behind the Seams, all covered in rhinestones. And the lady that did it covered my name. (laughs) She left Dolly's out, but she did rhinestone over mine and Dolly's name. (laughs) Wow. But the book was beautiful. I mean, she used like (laughs) tens. She rhinestoned it in tens. Like, there were little tiny stones on that thing. 
I was impressed with the intricacy, but yeah, she did rhinestone over my name. I was a little butthurt. Yeah, I would have been. She messaged me to say sorry though, because I posted it on my story, <laughs> and she was like, "I'm so sorry." Was, was this your okay? first book? Yeah, it was my first book. Hopefully, of many. I want to do a book about burlesque, um, history and current mm. burlesque. That would love would to do a coffee table book about like that. And uh, who's your favorite old burlesque? legends um i love jenny lee first and mm -hmm. foremost she's like my top favorite burlesque legend marinka was incredible um and choreo going way back um yeah josephine baker oh god just so many you know i was always obsessed with old movies growing up so like you know um what's her face from Gypsy. I just talked about her. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Sarah? No? No? Natalie Wood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Natalie Wood. She is one of my all-time favorite actresses, but her and Gypsy, I mean, I remember watching that movie as a kid and, like, being obsessed with that movie and then Moulin Rouge came out and I was like, oh, whatever this is, I want to do that. Natalie Wood's the one that drowned. In yes. The okay. Oh, my God. You know what? Yeah. A crazy story with Dolly with that? Dolly had a house in L.A. She just sold it that was over um, in West Hollywood. And it was the house that Natalie Wood grew up in when she was a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Dolly had this little, it was the be most beautiful thing. I hope she still has it in storage and that we can archive it. <laughs> but it was a framed photo of Natalie as a child. But you could turn it around and it was a photo of her as an adult. And it was big. It was like a framed photo that was big on the wall that you could twist and turn either to her child side or her adult side. It's beautiful. Wow. That's sweet. That is amazing. I tried to talk to her because, you know, I talked to the dead, but she never came through. <laughs> she didn't. No trace Tell of her Tell me about there. talking to the dead. Um, I mean. Have you always had that gift? Yes. My family, my mom's side, Dolly's side, the Parton, well, no, the Owenses. I feel like the women in the Owens family are tapped in on another level. Like, my grandmother was, you know, she, people would come from all around to have her pray for, her pray on them. You know, like, she was just very powerful in her healing spirit, and I feel like the more research I do about women in my family going back generations I see that they were all healers in some way and like even with Dolly I mean look at how she's healed the world with her gift you know and like for me I feel like my gift is more in like a physical body love acceptance you know sexual feeling <laughs> kind of way because from what I do on stage you know like I'm I feel like that's the way I can heal people is to be able to love and accept themselves a little bit more you know so yeah I don't know we've always been kind of woo woo in my family mine too but I can definitely it's not like a um seeing ghost thing it's more like a medium kind of mm -hmm. thing you know I feel like I have um a connection to certain spirit that comes through my grandmother especially uh, for sure she's sometimes I feel her go like in and out of my bedroom it's weird you know like in moments of distress for me like when I've been at my most vulnerable 
my most I remember when I was pregnant one time oh god I was just you know young scared alone pregnant and I remember her voice just like coming into my brain as clear as I am sitting here talking to you and she was like you have this you come from a long line of women that take care of their kids you're gonna be fine and I was like okay and then from that moment on I was never worried about being a mom because like you know it just was you know when someone dies and you kind of lose track of what their voice sounds like but then you hear like a videotape of them and it just all floods back to you it was that clear in my mind so it was wild you know, I can't like cast that off as just like my brain playing tricks on me. I, w- I would like to believe it's something else. So yeah. I do. It's that Appalachian mountain stuff. Yeah, that mountain witch shit. Mm-hmm. My Appalachian witch in Alabama is yeah. wild. My granny. My granny just had the Lord. Yeah. You know? Well, well, I think there's Christian witches. The I think my mom and my grandmother Dolly. I think they're they all Christian witches. Say that they won't say they, they are. are no, but no, because the Psalms <coughs> are all spells. It's mm-hmm. all spells. I mean, it all came it's from all pagan stuff. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it's just easy once you go back and like look at the history of it. It's just all obviously there. I did my stint in the Christian church, and after having been raised pagan and. It's very similar. Everything from the music that you listen to is like chant worthy. The holidays, yeah. The holidays, one hundred percent, are aligned with the pagan calendar, for sure. But to get them to see that, and these days, I think I'm lucky because, like, Dolly specifically. She'll. She would never. I mean, she's not gonna ever claim that she's a witch, but she is magical. And like, I think her spiritual side is her magic. You know, like she is so tuned in to her spirit and her side of like that part of her, like what she calls like God light. So I think that is where like you find your inner spiritual sense, your magic. You know, whether it's because I don't really follow any kind of like I'm not Wiccan. I don't align myself to Wiccan or paganism anything I just am a like you said I'm an Appalachian witch (laughs) you know like that's just how I feel most comfortable saying it people will say that like without me you know I don't say I'm a witch but people know yeah you know what I mean like yeah it's like okay I mean my hand tattoos are a Ouija board so they should know I talk to the dead (laughs) I see dead people. So yeah. So I mean, it's just whatever you practice, yeah. but there is a spiritual side to it. I think. I think you do have a spirit. You know, I'm a fan of DMT and the spirit molecule and yeah. psychotropic drugs. <laughs> so I mean, I whatever mean, whatever you believe, there's always something there. Even scientists believe that there is something oh, yeah. there like energy you, mass dispersive yeah whatever you call it atoms yes. whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah whatever those whatever science people science say people. <laughs> charlotte said last night on the way to dinner she goes oh we're in another dimension mm. and i was like oh that's a big word for a five-year-old where did you hear that she goes we're in just we're in another dimension 
and uh, it freaked me out. You don't think she heard it on TikTok? Yeah, the kids. As you're scrolling around. It's a simulation. Oh, well. But it would I don't freak use you that out around her. I mean, unless her mother does or something like that. So, well, I'm pretty sure other people. But she's smart. But maybe she is feels a shift. Sometimes I feel a shift. Yeah. In the dimensions, I'm like, Sometimes damn. Sometimes kids say the darndest things. They do, mm. don't they? Though it's true. I feel like I should take this wintry wreath off my door. I felt like I kind of heralded the snow. <laughs> Because it's no a winter rain. How is it raising a teenager skates. these days? Like, oh. I did it four times and scary. <laughs> all girls. and I'm lucky that my son is like into Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, and nice. Shit yeah. And not like, you know, is right. It's dances. a little bit easier yeah. with a nerd kid, I think. <laughs> but still, yeah. but still, I he's had a nerd. Good, he's a good kid. He I wants some. He does theater kids. and, you know, youth yeah. theater programs. So he's a really good kid. That's why I stopped. I was like, no more kids for me. This one's a precious, perfect, perfect angel. I'm not going to yeah, tempt you can't fate. take the chance. Oh, no, because I one. was a terrible kid. I just knew. I think everybody thought I was going to have a generation. A me, but it's it your it's when you have your grands. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hate it for you. I don't know if he's going to have kids. He doesn't want to do that. They say that now. Probably none of his own. Things happen. So. Yeah. But yeah, raising a teenager now is scary, first and foremost, because I hate sending him to school every day. With the, everything that's going on in yeah, the world. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, they just had a recent scare up here where they said there was an active shooter at yeah. Halls Middle over here. It's fucking terrible. And then it turned out to be three kids from Gibbs Middle calling in a fake mm. active shooter. And I'm just thinking, yeah. what the one, hell? what, I don't want to blame the parents, but yeah. you got to get your kids off of social media yeah yeah and then well every but then year what is the Austin East, age? there's something happening then it's central so over here anytime he goes to do anything i'm just looking at his little gps location on my phone just watching that little blue dot <laughs> move down the road <laughs> you know i don't know how my mother that survived my teen years right without <laughs> gps yes damn thank I got god it. Then i did back to shit that i would have been chipped do. oh the oh, other day, hell. I was dropping my son off at a birthday party, and I was like, all right, well, who's driving? Who's going to be there? No drinking. And he was like, Mom, why are you giving me the third degree? Like, what do you think I'm doing? And I was like, I don't know. I remember what I was doing at 14 and a half. I was like, yeah, I just there. want to make sure you're not. Don't do anything I would do. <laughs> you know, like, literally, please. We were don't. the worst. I was, too. I was the worst. Mm-hmm running away stealing my mom's car yes, sneaking yeah. out there was know. this movie called Ugh. over the edge with matt dylan you should look it up Young it matt was dylan. it was 100 percent rebellion it was like they had a real life camera yeah. in in our kind of grown up area in pensacola like it was wild yeah i'm we so were calm old. now though considering that was my past you know yeah i'm just a little meemaw at home wants to smoke my little joint and watch tv that's the that's your child that did that over the years which is cool because the cool thing is you can reprieve like they'll be gone and then 
you'll still be young enough to enjoy all this. Like, look at our old asses. She's doing drag. I still yeah, do stand up comedy. I'm gonna be 43 when he's 18, so I'm ready. Yeah, you know, like how so nice. I didn't start burlesque until I was 43. I love that. I love yeah. it. What made you start doing? Did you go to a show or what? How did you get into it? It's my I podcast. Think I, went to now. Sa- <laughs> I think I went to Salome at uh, one point and saw. Was it Tony? 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 The Tonys? <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. Salome always brought like acts from yeah. California and everywhere else. And I just like, I could do that. Mm-hmm. I, I was already in the kink lifestyle. So it's yeah. like, well, I could take my clothes off and be, you know, yeah. Stage. And then I went and found a cheap troupe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this woman who was offering classes and that ended up being just awful. I was no. young you get what and you burlesque. Pay for is right. what she'll say. Young and, yeah. you know. Ooh, you know, could you float the money to me, you know, to produce this show and stuff like that. So I learned my lesson there. Sorry, that's rough. And then took Salome classes and that's where it started. But really, it really started with drag. That's where I really started getting comfortable because I always thought that, I mean, I'm okay at burlesque, but then I look at others and I'm just like, I don't have, I feel like I don't have the beauty and the grace to do that sometimes type of burlesque yeah. yeah i know that's what made me want to get out of it was because i was tired of doing that kind of like classic beauty burlesque i had just yeah. been that for you know that was a easy i like doing character burlesque i like doing different shit i just that's my brand is just different i don't have a specific type of thing i do i like being able to do everything but now that I've found drag, which something I am good at is lip syncing. Yeah. Now that I've found that, I feel like I can encompass all of it. And I want to bring draglesque yeah. to the stage. My favorite word in the right? whole English language. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about the show for Friday because it's the perfect blend of drag performers and burlesque performers. And those of us that do both. And I'm like... For the peep show? Yes. It's going to be fun. I'm super pumped. Uh, I don't know which number to do. I don't know. You better send it to me soon so I can put my playlist together. I really think that Pam Poovy would go over well. Whatever you want. But then I love the other one, too. And I, that one's costumes better. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's more sparkles. Cute. <laughs> I'm excited. I think it's going to be really a cute show. So that show is coming up. It will be over, over by the time. <laughs> yes, this, comes this in. is what we However, do. That's I what am we do. Be trying to bring a monthly show back to Canvas if they'll have me. So hopefully, check back. This goes well. Are they a good venue for like marketing? That's a problem that we run into sometimes here. I, is that the venue doesn't want to market? They don't see, market. See, so well. far I've really had a good experience with that because they've been reposting my posts. Awesome. They've been posting it to their feed, and they also have these screens going in the bar. You were there. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. So they have those screens in the bar, and they've been putting my poster on it, so it flies through the venue every few minutes, and I like that. You know, I love that my brand is up there 
So, so far, they've been doing good. I've been doing some, like, sponsored media posts, but, you know, that's just to, like, try to buffer in extra, like... Right, engage. Kind of pad it, you know? Mm Because I know that I've got, like, a base of people that will usually come to my shows, and then I know the performers I book have a base of people that come see them. I know the venue has, like regular yeah. people and then I'm hoping my marketing will bring in that extra so that I'll make some money <laughs> have a the packed performers. out show yeah gotcha. yes I'm very excited I don't know how to end this I'm so well fucked up right it's now. so exciting oh. but I know that uh <laughs> Mona's gonna have to get back I know she can go get her doggies yeah <laughs> this has yeah. been so fun and I love listening to you and we'd love to have you back too. I want to come back. I love this. We'll have to have Gap so and much Girl fun. talk again. Yes. How long have you been smoking weed? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk weed. Uh for, I smoked weed just, for the first time when I was sixteen. Um and I've been smoking weed since. You know. I'm like one of those ADHD hyperactive dyslexic people and I have medicated and tried to pharmaceutical my way through it and nothing has ever just kept me the way I want to be as cannabis does I agree like I've had some I've also had some trouble with pharmaceuticals in the past and abusing them so for me it's hard to want to utilize that as a former addict so, like, cannabis is kind of the safest option that I have to deal with, you know, just my brain. So, yeah, I've been smoking weed a long time. My mom was a chronic pain sufferer and had a lot of stuff. And the pharmaceuticals seemed to make everything worse. Yeah. Just in, like, the pain situation, it was almost like once you got past the euphoria of it, taking it daily, it just made you hurt worse i don't know anyway and you just want that feeling and i think she died early because of all of that as well i mean cancer too but still so the weed which is the only thing i regret is not turning her on to weed yeah i think she would have lived a different smoking quality life yeah i just I would, I feel like it's the, it's the Lord's drugs. It's natural. It you is. Know? I, I only do the Lord's drugs. Right. I'll smoke some weed. I might eat some mushrooms every once in a while, but only at Bonnaroo. <laughs> only at Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do like about Burns, but um, I don't know. Depending on how much. I like to microdose. I probably shouldn't say that on regular old whatever, but. Well, that's why oh we well. can edit. Yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, they're selling that good. shit on Instagram now, so I don't even know. <laughs> I don't what. know either what they're it's doing. Like, get you with some mushroom some tea of off TikTok <laughs> shop now. Well, this is all different <laughs> mushroom, I think. I think it's supposed to be not hallucinogenic. Not psychosyllabin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that. No, no. <laughs> I don't think. I do that every day, too. Love it. It's wild, but. I love y'all so, so much. Thanks for having me. I love me. you too. We're excited. This is the moist fun. The moist. So, <laughs> the moistest fun. I don't know what is wrong with me. It has to be that 
it mar- is. marijuana. It has cannabis, I brought. It has to. I'm sorry. Because my brain is just like spitting all this stuff out, but my mouth is not getting it out. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. It's I not. love it. Well, I'm <laughs> super excited about the book. I hope um, you'll sl- autograph it for me. I sure will. Okay. I'm not, I feel, I feel so cheesy do, saying that because I would never. But you never know. You might yeah. be famous one day. What do you well, mean one day? I am I, famous. I, My name was on the New York Times bestseller list for 12 weeks, bitch. Right? There I'm sure, go. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and cut. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Join us with the with the outro, won't you? Yeah. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Same as the first. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. We appreciate everyone out there. Thank you for well, listening. Wait. To where can people find you on your socials oh. so you can boost your following? Oh yeah, I have a TikTok, Mixmona Von Holler, and then I'm usually on Instagram, the Rhinestone Dot Cabaret. Yeah, you can find me wherever there. Google All right, it. Google it, bitch. <laughs> it's been a while since Google I've it, said much. I am. Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram and Bruce Tonsils on TikTok and Fet. <laughs> I am Gabin Gale Time on Instagram and on the TikToks and Gaggin Gale Time <laughs> at Fet. That's a great and my freaking name. Comedy show will be coming up soon in March, and that's tickled. The event center, which is a BDSM positive dungeon. Why do you say that? Because I have the next gag gifts is coming up February 24th. Nice. I will be up in Knoxville performing soon with Fatty Ass. Stay tuned. I know. I'm in that show too. Yes. And Johnny Deep. Oh, I have a great It's a it's a great <laughs> venue. Uh, and Spencer. Ooh, oh, I love Spencer. Oh my gosh, you yeah, love so Spencer. Excited. I think this we is the, the second episode life. we were like, Spencer. <laughs> I can't wait to meet Spencer. <laughs> Spencer oh, in the hot. So, so hot. Yeah. Spencer. He's yeah. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Just a beautiful, beautiful being like inside and out. Beautiful. Yeah. Chef's kiss, Spencer. You know what? But we appreciate our fans the most. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry that YouTube's probably not going to pan out for right now. (laughs) YouTube, unless we can figure out this new equipment, Gil got. I do have some stuff that my son had given me as he was texting town. But yeah, I know. So much work. (laughs) So much work. And we have these other projects. Enjoy the meme all radio time. But you know, whatever. Me too. whatever. Yeah. I have a face for radio, not for video. I'm like, I'm like oh. Mrs. Mrs. G. I'm you take proud of me, you take the bad, you take them all, and there you have the facts of life. And you know what? We thank you so <laughs> much for listening to Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time.